Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Well, hello, hello, hello! Seems like we haven't talked forever. This is Matt Williamson. Don't belly up to the bar. I am in my hotel room here in Indy. I guess I've been here about 24 hours after a six-hour ride from Pittsburgh to Indy yesterday uh, with the SNR, the Steeler Network radio people. Um, that's why I'm here. There's a radio row set up. Well, actually, uh, let's just explain it a little bit. Um, I guess last year there was like a radio row where everybody walked by and there was, you know, uh, different teams and different networks set up. And this year, it's kind of like the, a whole portion of the convention center. I mean, it's like a big cluster of tables and it's crowded and I guess it's more spaced out than last year. I wasn't here, but that's what they're saying. Uh, there's a lot of media here and a lot of different networks, a lot of different, you know, similar type deals to Steelers Radio Network. And myself and Adam Crawley, Adam does the uh, Locked on Steelers podcast. Uh, we, we are going from noon to three every day. And it's not just Steeler talk, I can assure you that. But it is very Steeler-centric. And I urge you to check that out. You know, we did three hours today. We had phenomenal guests on. Just people that I knew from the business and grabbed, you know, and I'm probably going to skip a few. But Steve Palazzolo from Pro Football Focus. Matthew Barry, you know, buddy, my old buddy from ESPN, talked fantasy for a little bit, you know. Um, Greg Cosell, who I think is the best in the business, and, and many others, you know, just people that were around or Adam and I talking Steelers. So that's the plan for the next three days, too. Three hour shows. I urge you to check out the Steelers Radio Network. I think that's all on iHeart, too, on a continual leap, loop, um, just to hear what we did today. And I think I will be getting some of those files. Um, and I might just, I'm not very technically sound as you guys have figured out, but I might just do a locked on NFL that'll be um, Adam and I talking to Greg Cosell. So there may not even be an intro, there may not be any advertisements, it might just be boom, you guys can listen to that segment or with Steve or with Matthew or whoever. So don't be surprised if that ends up in your inbox. It might not be real clean. And like I said, it might not be an intro and all those things. But I think you get a kick out of it. And it'll be published under the Locked On NFL name. So, well, that's some things we'll be doing. Um, you know, last night we were out at dinner and at the bars. And, you know, not out super late or anything. But there's a lot of buzz and a lot of NFL people here. And it sounds like it's growing every year at a remarkable rate. You know, I talked to John Clayton today. Uh, John and I have talked on the phone many times and done projects together, but today's the actual first time I actually met him. Same with Greg Cosell, same with a lot of these people, you know, that uh, I didn't get out a lot in my last 12 years or so uh, to all these events. Um, so I've talked to all these people online and Twitter and on the radio. Uh, but anyways, I was talking to John Clayton and he was talking about, you know, he remembers the Junior Seau Cortez Kennedy draft where it was him and five other media people here. And Adam made the, you know, the, the comment today, like, we have double that just from the Steelers side. You know, I mean, there's media everywhere, not to mention all the coaches and the, 
GMs are doing their press conference today and a lot of that stuff before the drill work. So it has been a blast. It's been a great 24 hours here. I'm still churning out articles. You know, please check out my Twitter timeline. I just wrote one on Andrew Whitworth that'll be going up soon. Uh, I wrote one on the most overrated players in the AFC and the NFC. Those will go up this week. The AFC already is. So life as usual just added a lot more commotion, excitement, fun. Uh, I'm pretty damn excited about it, to be honest with you. But, you know, today, like we've been doing, we're going to keep going um, team by team. And today's team is the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, this team, if I had to put a chip down on one team, well, maybe the Niners and Browns excluded, but one good team <laughs> that could have the most roster turnover, I think it might be Tampa. And it wouldn't shock me at all if I give out postseason or offseason grades and I give the, uh, the Bucks a great grade. Here's what I'm thinking. They have a lot of free agents, and I'll name them off here in a minute. They also have a lot of cap space. But I don't think their free agents would be lost. You know, so I think it's good riddance or bring you back at the right price for the guys that are whose contracts is up. And we're going to go enhance our roster with people we like from outside the organization. And we know they've done that before. You know, they can be an aggressive group build around their young quarterback and their young nucleus, and then draft heavy. So, you know, some guys that they could lose on both sides of the ball combined. I said they have a lot of cap space, too. Uh, Vincent Jackson, I would not rush to bring him back at all. Um, Joe Hawley, okay. You know, and that, they, they could cut Evan Smith, another center. You know, he, he's been – he's rather pricey. I think he's basically a free agent miss. Uh, Gosder Cherilis' free agency is hitting. Mike Glennon's going to get... I, I like Glennon, but he's going to get paid far more than Tampa's going to do but with Winston in the, in the fold. Uh, Jacques Rogers, maybe you do bring him back. I mean, he was in a, as a spurt player, as you know, in a little you know, fracture we saw him. Certainly exceeded my expectations. A lot of uncertainty around what to do with Doug Martin. And that's a tough one for me to comment because it's, you know, a, a situation off the field. Um, we'll see what happens there. On defense, both starting safeties, you know, Brad McDougal and Chris Conti are free agents. And to me, that's sort of the, the epitome of, okay, we lost Chris Conti and Brad McDougal, you know. But what if we go sign somebody who's better than both of them and draft a guy in the second round who's better than both of them, you know. So I think that could be one of those situations. Akeem Spence is up. Daryl Smith is up. Um, and William Golston. And, and I like Golston. You know, I, I think Golston, of all these guys that I mentioned who's a free agent, he and Jacques Rogers, more so Golston, would be somebody I'd like to lock up right now. You know, before free agency hits, that would be a priority. But, I mean, again, if he leaves, so be it. You know, it's not the end of the world, that's for sure. So let's talk needs and approach and strategy on each side of the ball here for the Bucks in a moment. Okay, offensively, I think they need quite a bit. You know, that quarterback's in place. Mentioned the running back situation. I think Sims is a keeper. I'd like to bring back Rodgers, but neither one of those is an every down back. Can you count on Martin to be that guy? My 
initial thoughts are no. Could this be an Adrian Peterson landing spot? Could it be a Lacey? Could it be a Fournette? You know, I'm thinking a big back. You know, and it doesn't have to be a great receiver. Sims will handle those duties for me. But I think that would be very useful to Winston's development to add a big back. I also think they absolutely need to add a number two receiver. I like Brait quite a bit, and I think he's legit. I don't think he's a fluke. I think he's an NFL starting tight end with more ability than people realize. I think Mike Evans is a star, but they need more. They absolutely need more. I, I think you could add. You could make the argument that they could add two receivers. I like Adam Humphreys, but what if they had a Will Fuller, Deshaun Jackson type deep thread? And I know Evans can get deep, and and you know it's not imperative. I think with Humphreys and Evans in the equation, as well as Bright. I think you go a couple different directions. You know, maybe you could add a Pierre Garçon as a reliable chain mover. Um, maybe you go get a Deshaun Jackson. And I, this is a team that will throw deep, that are going to do seven-step drops. They're a little bit more of a 80s offense. Run the ball, uh, play action, throw deep. You know, they're, they're wing it. And that certainly fits Winston's mentality. So I think that's a very big need the number one need for this offense, probably, although running backs pretty big need, is a a good receiver, and preferably that would be in free agency. Um, maybe you know one of the top two guys, Davis or Williams, would fall to them in the first round. That seems wishful thinking. Uh, you look at the the offensive line. I think Dotson, the right tackle, and the right guard Marpet, who was a rookie last year, are absolute keepers. I can live with Sweezy. We mentioned Smith is a potential cap casualty. Hawley's a free agent. They need a center. You know, I mean, they, they absolutely need a center. Could you convince Nick Mangold to play a year for them? Maybe. You know, it's not a really good free agency class in terms of centers. Um, it's also not a great draft class in terms of centers. Donovan Smith was a second-round pick in 2015. I'm ready to say that he's a failed experiment as a left tackle. If you have to live with them another year, again, left tackles don't grow on trees. But what about Whitworth? You know, it ain't so bad. Um, spend some money. You could bring in Whitworth to be the leader of this offensive line and make Smith your sixth guy or see if you play guard or good riddance. I don't know. But ideally, I think you want to add two starting offensive linemen, which again, I mean, this goes back to the whole theme with the Bucks of a lot of movement. I think a lot of their free agents will be shown the door. I think they'll bring in a lot. They're going to try to find a lot of starters, you know, in the draft and in free agency as much as any team. And they have some pieces in place. But a good offseason could be huge, huge for this team and maybe propel them to the close to the top of the division. Support for this podcast comes from NetSuite. NetSuite lets you run your business from your phone so you can see what's going on with your company in real time. Go to netsuite.com slash podcast to get your free guide and find out why NetSuite is the last business system you'll ever need. Now on defense, you know, they're really not going to out scheme people. You know, they're pretty vanilla defense. You know, they're going to, you know, they're not going to blitz a ton. Robert Ayers is a quality player. I think Noah Spence showed glimpses, and I expect him to take a big step forward in in year two. I mentioned Golston. I'd like to bring him back. 
Um, Gerald McCoy is a star. I mean, he, he's a great player. Clinton McDonald's still in the mix. Uh, you could make the argument that a nose tackle type, and there's a lot of them out there, to upgrade on McDonald and to give them a different type of body. You know, Sylvester Salinga's up too. I didn't mention him because I didn't think he was that prominent, but he's more of that type. What if you had Jonathan Hankins? What if you had Don Terry Poe? Sylvester Williams? You know, one of those type of players, I think, would go a long way to freeing up their active linebackers to run and hit a little bit better, give them a different type of defense to tackle than the guys are playing, compliment McCoy. Um, for a team that's not going to blitz a lot, are you comfortable with Ayers, Spence, and hopefully Golston? Um, I would say that's about as borderline as you get. You know, maybe you want to use a first or second round pick on an edge rusher. Can you convince Jason Pierre-Paul, who played at South Florida, to come there? I mean, as of the second, he isn't franchised. I think he could be. There are some other edge defenders of interest, so maybe you make a change there. I mean, you have potential to really boost this defensive line with two big names. At linebacker, I wouldn't do a lot. I think Quan Alexander is a little overrated. Uh, I like Levante David. Maybe he was a better player a couple years ago. Daryl Smith's a free agent, so, you know, ideally you'd like to find another guy, but, you know, considering how much sub-package defense you play the, nowadays, I think Alexander and David are your every-down linebackers. Both run well, smaller. I'm okay there. Um, maybe add a veteran to the mix or a mid-round pick. Maybe more of a thumper just to give you something a little different. But all in all, I can live with what they have, although there's very, very little depth there. I mentioned... Two new safeties are in order. Like I said, you're losing, you know, not, not that you're going to lose, but you certainly could lose Conti and McDougal. Keith Tandy played some quality snaps last year too, and maybe we should call him a starter as opposed to just saying uh, he's a down-the-road guy. He's not special, but it's nice to have him in the fold if you're going to lose McDougal and Conti. Um, and then, you know, go ahead and get a safety. You know, I mean, uh, at least one in a good safety draft. Could you get one in the top two? Probably not. Um, but that's a position of massive need. I mean, on defense, safety is the top of the list to me. Defensive line could use some reinforcements. Safety's at the top of the list. Um, I like some things out of Vernon Hargrave, as most rookies do. Uh, he had his struggles. Josh Robinson's a free agent. Brent Grimes had somewhat of a bounce-back year. Played pretty well for these guys. Um, you got to add another corner, though, too. Yeah, I mean, of some consequence, especially considered Grimes' age and Hargrave's inexperience. Would you? There's six, seven, eight corners out there in free agency that I think are going to make big money. That I think are starters for just about everyone. Would Tampa be in that mix, or just add an early pick? So, I mean, like I said to start the show, I mean, this is a big wish list and the Tampa's a pretty good team but there's a lot of spots they could use help you know just scrolling down the list here a starting wide out a left tackle a center a big running back a defensive end a bigger defensive tackle maybe an outside linebacker certainly a safety maybe a corner with a little more size too Hargraves and Grimes are smaller but you got a lot of cap space, and you probably have a lot of people being shown the door. You have good things in place. I'm a big Winston believer. 
Um, and I think they made the right coaching hire. They have pieces in place. So one of the most interesting teams to me, for sure, this offseason will be Tampa. And again, I think they will be as active as just about anybody out there. So that's a wrap. Um, I'm not going to do Twitter Thursday tomorrow. I've been kicking that around. Uh, I think I'm going to handle it just like today's show. After my radio show from 12 to 3, come to the back of the room, work on articles, and talk to you guys uh, about the next team in line, as well as some things I've done over the next 24 hours, some things I've heard, uh, much like today's show. So that is a wrap. Please spread the word over and out.